Hi, everyone. This is uh, the Barefoot Lawyer Reports, and I'm Bill Saunders at the Center for Human Rights at Catholic University of America. And joining me today, as he does on each podcast, will be Chen Guangcheng, the distinguished fellow here at Catholic University. And today we're pleased to be joined by former ambassador uh, for international religious freedom, Sam Brownback. Welcome, Sam. Thanks, Bill. Good to join you. And uh, we want to talk about religious freedom today in China. And I know that some people listening know a lot about this, but some people may not know anything. So let's just start assuming somebody knows nothing about it. What's, Sam, what is the state of religious freedom in China? Uh, bad and declining, unfortunately. You know, it used to be the, the China, it was pretty kind of, it was spotty. There'd be some places to be quite a bit of religious freedom, other places not. It wasn't centralized on kind of the top down how the control was. And then since Xi Jinping came in, he just put a lid on the whole thing. And now, I mean, they're censoring everybody on the internet. They're rewriting the Bible. They're shutting it down in Hong Kong of religious freedom. It's, it's really bad. And then they're, they're really modeling these new high-tech systems yeah. of controlling people, Bill. And that's the big piece that concerns me. Yeah, it's... Uh... We, we had a previous podcast where we talked about the Falun Gong uh, in, in depth about what they've done to them and about how the Falun Gong, so step back, the Chinese Communist Party is an equal uh, opportunity denier of religious freedom. doesn't matter what your religion is. They don't like it. Right, right. right. They want to stomp, stamp on it. So you can be Falun Gong or you can be Christian or you can be... Uh, Tibetan Buddhist, or you can be a Uyghur Muslim, they're going to stamp down on it. Yes. I mean, they're at war with faith. It's a war they won't win, but they are at war with faith. Gong Chen, do you have any opening thoughts? Uh, yes, I want to uh, mention more about this. You know, the Khan Party uh, make a new version Bible. And the Khan Party write something in the Bible said you have to follow the Communist Party's policy first, then you follow the God. That is very strange, but that happened. That is true. The Khan Party tried to change the Bible version in mainland China and ask use the force way to ask all the churches to use it. Yeah, I mean, my understanding is they also put the Chairman Xi's picture up at the front near the altar or the uh, near the altar or the, the pulpit where the preacher speaks you have a picture of she yeah um, and they have songs you sing to she um, which is weird because you sing songs to God so they have songs you sing in church to chairman she which makes chairman she like a god <laughs> yes in fact the communism, the communist party, tried to make all the country just believe the uh, communism, uh, not believe any religion. That is uh, that is why the country tried to control all the religion. Yeah, different uh, in China, Falun Gong and uh, religion, Christian, Catholic like that. Oh, yeah, no. They, they hope no one believes another thing, only believe the communism, only believe the central government. Why, why do you think that is? Yeah, yeah, if the people only 
only get the information from the Communist Party's mouthpiece, then they don't worry, they will lose the power. But the internet is very strong now. A lot of Chinese people can get the information from uh, abroad. So they know freedom of speech, freedom of religion, that is very important for the society. And the, if no freedom, no free speech, no uh, uh, the rule of law, no justice. So the Khan Party, more and more people know that the Khan Party worry uh, more and more every day. So they, they lose power if people believe in something other than the Communist Party. Yeah, yeah. Sam, and, and when you were ambassador, and I know you were working on religious liberty around the whole world, so that's a pretty big portfolio. It, any particular issues in China that were uh, taking your attention or that you think were particularly acute? Yeah, I mean, the whole situation's terrible and getting worse and it's control and it's about the Communist Party being the supreme authority and, and no religious entity. But the thing that was really grabbing my attention was really the high-tech use of the mm -hmm. oppression systems. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, it's, it's cameras, it's facial recognition, it's tracking your cell phone, it's genetic sampling of people. And so that they're creating and, and have now created a, a virtual police state uh, for people. And if you're fine, if you just want to go to and from work, if you just want to uh, hang out with your family, fine. But if you want to start going to the mosque or to a church or Falun Gong, okay, now we got a problem. And now you start getting harassed, your social credit score goes down. And it's really a way of trying to just take out of society any sort of faith orientation. And my concern was that it's going on there, huge country, but that they're going to export that model now to other authoritarian regimes. And we're starting to see that take place. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting point. A lot of people don't know is that there's a Chinese model of uh, totalitarianism that's being exported. It is. It is. And it's this sort of totalitarian mercantilism. So it's got, I mean, it's got multiple bad aspects to it, but it's one guy controls everything. And then it's mercantile, it just it steals from other, it, it steal, there's no protection of intellectual property. There is just, you can grab it if it's good for you, take it. Uh, and you're going, that, that is not how the world economic order has been created will, or will thrive if you don't protect any of this intellectual property. And if you put everybody under the control of one person. Yeah, yeah, Chairman Xi. Um, yeah, I, I think that the, the, uh, what you said about how they're using the high tech, I think Guangxin, you, you have a lot of thoughts about that, don't you? About how they're using high tech to monitor people and... Yeah, in fact, in mainland China, they just created a new system from the uh, uh, from the coronavirus, mm -hmm. you know now they can control every person. They 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 can know everyone where they are. Use the high tech the uh, the app in the uh, in the phone. Mm -hmm. You but you have to use it. You can't delete it. If you delete that, you will lost freedom. 
you can't go to anywhere. So you every have, every phone has this app. Yeah, yeah. They ask the, 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 the people have to download that and keep that the communist party watch you where you are and what are you doing like that. And if you come somewhere, the Communist Party will know that, use that to uh, to 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 change your uh, code, you know, if your code, uh, the, the code uh, becomes the color, mm -hmm. you will get in trouble. So, uh, so it goes from green to red. Yes, yeah. If, you, if your code is green, it's okay. If you become yellow, get in trouble. And if you become the red, every organization of the company can arrest you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no, no law. No, no, no. And they really put this in place during and as a consequence of COVID consequences, right? Don't they use health monitoring? Oh, yes, yes. COVID, yeah. COVID code, yeah. But yeah, that, that is very horrible. You know, a lot of people worry about this now. So they only can talk something in a private room on the internet to, to talk the truth to criticize to the Khan party and they said the Khan party not control the COVID, they control the people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you told me stories that uh, they just use the excuse of COVID and health to say they, you know, they won't allow somebody to get a ticket. If they're known to be a democracy person, They'll use the excuse of COVID. And they'll give them a yellow, and they won't be able to get a bus ticket or a train ticket or whatever. Yes, yeah. Two years ago, if the company want to prevent the activists to go to somewhere to do something, they have to order the people and try to stop them. But now, if the company want to do that, not very easy. Just use the computer to change your healthy code. Uh, the color from green to yellow, you can't get any tickets and go to anywhere. You have to uh, stay in your home. Mm -hmm. And if you only, uh, if you still want to go and try to drive your car, they will change your color to red. And then the meaning is everyone can report you and can, uh, can arrest you to jail. Uh, like that to black geo anywhere, yeah. So that is very dangerous now. So you know, Bill, one of the things I'm really concerned that they're that they're moving into now is digitizing their currency. Mm -hmm. The Olympics, they gave out a bunch of digital currency. And this is just where there's no physical currency; it's all on your phone. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of people might say, "Oh, wow, that'd be convenient and easy. I don't carry much cash around anyway. Now, it's, no, I won't have credit card fees." Problem of it is, is then the central bank of China uh, knows every single transaction and can shut your money off. Yeah, they could just say, "Click, you're you don't have any more money, Bill Saunders." Uh, and, and there's nothing you can do. I mean, and that, yeah, well, then then what do you do? Well, then you go to your friend or your neighbor and you say, "I'm going to need something," and they're tracking them. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have that the the coronavirus. The Khan Party created the coronavirus, and the coronavirus gave it an uh, opportunity to control the whole country, mm -hmm. even to uh, influence, uh, uh, to 
if you're treated the whole world. Yeah. So, yeah, looks like very difficult to resolve the problem now. But I, I think we can find a way to resolve this in the future. So, what's how can we resolve it in the future? Yeah, I, we we should let the people know if 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 the government can control the people, can uh, do something uh, uh, unconstitutional. In the future, we will lost uh, the we will lost our uh, freedom. So, don't give any more power to control the people to the government. Mm. And a lot of Chinese people are weak now. Only the only problem is no how to say no uh, no power to do something. You know, yeah. If you do something, the company will order a lot of people. They have some special device. Devices to control you, but you you can see just uh, three days ago, you know the Khan Party put the Shenzhen city, you know the city close Hong Kong, the big city, right? Mm -hmm. More than uh, uh, more than thirty uh, million people live there, and the Khan Party just said because the, car, uh, the coronavirus came back. So they have they close the whole city. The people have to stay in the home, and still days ago, you know, after twenty days, the the people very angry and go outside and join hands together to fight back the Khan Party. Mm -hmm. And I saw the video, you know, the people said, "Okay, take the stone, take the stone." If the Khan Party sends the uh, the police to uh, to uh, how to say. To do spacing to us, we will fight back. You can see the people know very difficult to against. They have to use hand to throw the stone at uh, the stove. Stone. Yeah, the stones. So of course the Khan Party use uh, they, they can use a lot of devices to the people. So I think yeah, if we Stand with Chinese people and give them the opportunity and to protect their rights. The situation will change. So, I understand that. So, U.S. should should stand up to the CCP um, for the to help the people in China and to help the rest of the world because the CCP is a threat to the whole world. Yes, yeah, not just the Chinese people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, spread to the whole world. I mean, Sam, I think that. You know your uh, uh, portfolio. I was going to say issue, but it's not. I mean, your fundamental human right that you have worked on is the right to religious freedom, which is absolutely fundamental. I mean, Catholics know uh, that it's kind of referred to as the first freedom because it's the foundation stone of everything. So, do you have any thoughts on the importance of that for? freedom and human rights? You know, my experience, my observation, and my belief on this are all the same. That is that if religious freedom is practiced and guaranteed, your other freedoms will flourish too. Your freedom of assembly, your freedom of speech, uh, many other freedoms will flourish. If this one is diminished and held back, your other freedoms are too. Yeah. 
that makes it just really this cornerstone freedom. And just as a, as a person of faith myself, I know God gave me religious freedom. I can accept him or deny him. And he, I, and I believe he created us. And so he created us and gave us that right. What government has the right to interfere with something that, like that that's so fundamental in the creation of the human species and the human spirit? And what we've seen is a decline in human rights around the world over the last 20 years as we've seen a decline and erosion in religious freedom. Yes. And the other thing that happens too is you get any genocide, almost every genocide over the last 60 years has been of a religious minority, mm -hmm. starting from the Holocaust in World War II to the Uyghurs today that are a Muslim mm -hmm. minority. This is, the, or the Rohingya that was just declared a genocide. This is a Muslim majority, minority in a Buddhist majority country. Yeah. That's what happens if you don't protect religious freedom. Yeah, every, every group is capable uh, just like we're capable of sinning, each group is capable of mistreating minorities and wherever it is. Yeah. And so we have to guarantee it in law and in culture, freedom to the different groups and as well as each person to be what they feel God's called them to be. Absolutely. And then you get the human flourishing that happens with that. Then you get, you know, the, the different ideas that come forward if people are guaranteed that freedom. But that's the, the problem where you're seeing so many governments under different auspices doing this. My concern with China and kind of bowing back to them is, is that they're exploring and really leading the world in these high-tech systems to control religious expression and religious freedom. And that's what I'm concerned is going to really be. That's the future of oppression. I mean, less people locked up and more people in a virtual police state. Yeah, and it's like Guang Chen is saying, you know, all they have to do, if you have to carry a card or something on your phone, they can turn the color from green to yellow. You can't get a bus ticket. You can't get a train ticket. You can't buy gasoline or recharge your battery, you know, at some... So then you're, you know, then it's, I don't know, it's... That's a pretty tough situation. We don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. And, and it's very simple. And you don't, there are no new systems that need to be invented to do these now. You don't, there's no new technology right. yeah. breakthrough. Yeah. This is just using the current systems that are in place. And you've got somebody trapped. Yep. And I just think that everybody listening and it, it should realize, you know, religious freedom is not a special thing for religious people. If you're not religious, if you don't believe in God, you should still value religious freedom because it is a cornerstone of democracy. It allows someone to have an allegiance to something other than the state, to a higher power or another source of meaning. That is very important because as Sam is saying, in the modern world, the state is becoming, it has the power and it is learning from the totalitarian model in China, state can crush freedom. And there has to be some challenge, implicit and explicit, to the authority, all power of the state. So religious freedom is, as Sam's saying, is fundamental. And uh, there's people like Brian Grimm who's done research that if you want economic growth, if you want all kinds of things that you think are good in society, uh, Religious freedom is one of the central things that has to be there. It, it just, it, it has to be there. Because if it, if it isn't there, 
you're, you're going to really shrink the space that people have any sort of sense that they can operate in. They can't do with their own soul what they see fit. They're, they're going to be limited on their freedom of assembly, on their freedom of speech. You, you, you can't have the human flourishing. Humans flourish best the freer, freer they are. Yeah. That's, and now some people abuse it. It does happen. That's why we've got rules-based systems. But by and large, just the human spirit flourishes the most when it's the freest. Yeah. And yeah, it's, as I said at the beginning, I think anyway, it's ordered liberty. Yeah. We experiment, America's experiment in ordered liberty, constitutional democracy, with guarantee of basic human rights like religious freedom. That gives space for people to be free like you say, if they go too far, then that's why we have rules and regulations for things, you know, like that are against the common good. You know, you can't kill somebody in the name of your religion because you're violating the human rights of somebody else. But you have to be free to, and I just want to emphasize this, it is not simply the right to worship. The right to worship is incredibly important, but that's the kind of first part. If you look at any international human rights documents or any any documents that talk about religious freedom it's also the right to manifest it yes. so you, it's not that yes. you just go in a building and you have to stay in that building and worship you as a christian or a buddhist or a muslim or whomever can join with other christians muslims or buddhists and work for something you think is in the good of society you know and out of that then you get all this spiritual capital that comes you get all these catholic hospitals you get all these homeless shelters i, I am not familiar with a homeless shelter in america that's run by anything other than a faith yeah. community yeah. Yeah. and they're not sometimes they get some resources for it a lot of times they don't they just raise it from their group and they're just trying to take care of people or i grew up in a farming community in eastern Kansas, and there's a lot of Amish and German Baptists, but they want to order their lives around a limitation of technology into their life. Some of them will not drive cars. Others will drive cars or tractors, but they won't uh, use a TV, you know, and then they'll dress a certain way. And I'm thinking, God bless you for being willing to, this is your expression of how you want to practice your faith of some limitation and restraint on your own uh, way and wow that's a, that's great that you're willing to practice your faith that way and I'm honored to live in a country that you have the freedom to do that yeah, yeah. well look uh, everyone who's listening this is our first installment I'm sure we'll get together and talk more about this subject with Ambassador Brownback and Guan Chin but thanks for listening and we'll be back with another podcast soon